You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 122, Kickstart Your Wellness Journey with Coach Corey. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to chat with you today or more accurately, I should say for you to join me and coach Corey in our chat. So I am thrilled to have the lovely Corey Musto with me on the podcast today. We're going to chat about how to kickstart your wellness journey. Now, when I say wellness, I don't want you to zone out. I know sometimes when I hear things like self-care, my brain thinks that doesn't sound fun. That sounds like homework. (laughs) And I know I'm a coach. I'm a life coach. I should be all about talking about self-care. I do. I love self-care, but not in the traditional sense where it's just a bunch of check boxes that we're trying to get through, those things that we're supposed to do. That's not how I approach self-care. And the thing I love about Corey is that's not how she approaches it either. So today we're going to be talking about wellness, which wellness to me means living in a way that brings balance and joy to your life and energizes you. Just little actionable things you can do to boost your wellness in your life. Now, Corey and I are Insta friends, which means we met on Instagram and I instantly fell in love with her because she's so knowledgeable. She's been coaching and part of the healthcare and wellness community for over 25 years. So she's had a ton of different experience coaching individuals, coaching for Fortune 500 companies, in all kinds of different settings. And the thing that was so cool on top of all of that is she's worked in so many different settings with nurses. So she has a special love and a place for nurses in her heart. She has worked in home health care, adult daycare, hospice, outpatient and primary care settings. And so she's worked with a lot of nurses and loves them. And so, of course, that was important to me. (laughs) But she just has so much knowledge. And on top of that, I love that her warmth and compassion shine through in everything that she does. And I know you're going to feel that as we get into our conversation today. So I am so excited to dive into this episode with you. Corey has a certification as a health coach from the Health Coach Institute, and she's a certified aromatherapist and Reiki energy practitioner. So she has so many awesome tools in her toolbox to help us increase our wellness. And really what we're going to talk about today is overcoming those roadblocks that so many of us face with even getting started, even knowing what to do to get that momentum going behind us in our wellness journey. So Corey and I are going to talk about some of those roadblocks and how to overcome them. And then at the end of the episode, she was so great to walk us through a little exercise you can do. And this exercise is going to help you build connection and understanding with yourself 
to help you really get started, like actually get started today in increasing your wellness. So we've got a fantastic episode for you. Let's jump into that conversation with Coach Corey. Hey, Corey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Abby. So good to be here. I am so excited to have you on the podcast because as I was learning about you and your message, I felt like it was so unique. I know like right now with it being summer, a lot of people are more focused on fitness and body image and things like that. But I love that your message is so compassionate and it's more about creating a lifestyle around health and wellness. Absolutely. I am a certified health and wellness coach for women, and we do take a little bit of a different approach, which I love. Um, I coach to the individual, which is so important to me. Each of us have different needs, and I do not have that one size fits all approach to healthy eating. So I don't have a diet plan. And my clients know that you will not be counting calories. You will obviously be aware, of course, of the food Mm -hmm. that you eat. And you will understand what is healthy and what is not, but there's just not this calorie counting and anyone can diet and lose 15 to 20 pounds. But what concerns me is that you did not make lasting behavior changes in your life Mm -hmm. so that you can go ahead and live healthy from that point on. Diets tend to be a yo-yo environment, which is not healthy for us emotionally or physically. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, that you take the steps back. Like you do teach the actions and the knowledge and the things that people need to do to get the results they want in their life. But you take steps back from that and really get to the core of what creates lasting change for people. Exactly. And, And, you know, research shows that those of us who diet, and this is fascinating, Abby, 95% of us will gain the weight back. And it's not all about weight. It's about internal health, which we'll talk about as we get into your podcast. But we gain the weight back within a year. And that's fascinating to me. So I mm-hmm. teach clients how to eat, what to eat, and I focus on intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And intuitive eating is a lifestyle, basically. It's a way of eating. It's a way of living. And when you listen to your hunger cues and eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full and you mm-hmm. learn to eat the best foods for your particular body, you know, what may be nurturing to you and soothing to you may not actually be what my body needs. So yeah. to do this, I help clients trust their bodies, um, distinguish between emotional hunger and physical hunger. And this is what intuitive eating is all about. Yeah, I do. I feel like at least for me, a lot of times it is emotional when I'm eating, you know, it's more, I feel stressed out or I want to celebrate something and it's not really being in tune with my body. And so I love that you have that approach and that your message is so personalized and so compassionate. Well, thank you. And you know, you talk about the emotional hunger. So I would like to share what physical hunger actually is. And it's when our body tells us to eat. You know, your stomach growls, we begin to get a little tired. I don't know about you, but I get a little irritable when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. And when we are truly hungry, it's time to fuel our body and make healthy choices with greens, healthy proteins. And there's a mix in there for each of us. You know, how much baked chicken maybe you might need or your greens that someone else might need. So physical hunger is real. Mm-hmm. And we eat until we're satisfied. And then emotional hunger is what is difficult because it's driven by our emotional needs. Sometimes it's boredom, mm-hmm. um, sadness, loneliness, stress, pure exhaustion. 
And this is when we have strong cravings. And I know a couple of weeks ago, I had an incredibly crazy week. And guess what I was craving? Potato chip. You know, oh, my yeah. body needed that instant fix of the quick carb and the quick salt. Mm-hmm. So we might crave a cheesy slice of pizza, chocolate bar, um, a tub of ice cream. And then we quickly turn into mindless eating. I don't know if that's ever happened to you or maybe you're standing. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Right. And you're just putting food in your mouth and thinking, Mm -hmm. what am I really doing here? Or as as nurses, you walk in the break room and there's a box of donuts and there's someone made chocolate chip cookies and there's a chocolate cake left over from yesterday. You know, that's when you need to stop and say, am I truly hungry? Or is this just an emotional hunger where I need a quick sugar fix, grab the Mm -hmm. donut and then head back, you know, onto the floor or whatever. Yeah. Um, Eating like this, unfortunately, causes more stress in our lives. Then we get into the guilt and then you're thinking unhappy thoughts about yourself. So it's a cycle. doesn't empower us to eat healthier. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited to get into this conversation with you and talk about some of those roadblocks that you started to mention there that hold us back. Um, I know a lot of us have a desire to take care of our bodies better or whatever feels like taking care of ourselves personally. We have a desire to do those things, but often there are roadblocks that get in our way from even starting. And so really what I would love to talk about in this conversation with you is how to overcome some of those roadblocks. And so what I want to do is take a look at some of those that I know specifically nurses, and I think everyone faces, but I know are specific to nurses that make it hard for them to even get started in that journey. So one of those roadblocks, the first one I was thinking of is that for me, what it used to be like is when I would think self-care, that word kind of sounded like homework. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like another thing you're adding to your to-do list and it just sounds kind of boring and hard and just like this grueling thing that you're trying to force yourself to do. And so for me, when I want to start up a routine, sometimes it's hard because I'm like, oh, it's just you know, I have to do it. So I'm curious what you would say to nurses in that situation where if they feel like it's just one more thing to do and it's hard to get started, like how would you find the motivation to start making those changes you know you want to make in your life deep down? True. And and, and self-care is a word we're starting to hear more and more, you know, mm-hmm. so what does it really mean? So Basically, let's talk about what self-care is. Um, yeah. You know, the idea of self-care and making it part of your life seamlessly. You know, you mentioned we don't want it to seem like homework. So how do you make it second nature? Everyone's yeah. busy. Nurses are extremely busy, as we know. And so let's talk about it. One idea of focusing on self-care is from a health perspective. Of course, me being a health coach, I look at it from a health perspective Mm -hmm. and it involves choosing healthy foods, which we just talked about intuitive eating, you know, not dieting. And we want this to become second nature. And when we eat healthy, we feel better. So feeling better is self-care. You know, we want ourselves to perform at the best level of mental capacity. We have more energy. And then that equals more drive in life. So when you have a long to-do list, but you're not caring for yourself emotionally, you're not giving quiet time to yourself, you're not eating properly, then self-care does become a chore. But when we put it first and foremost and put it in front of other things in our life, then it does drive us to have more energy, feel more intuitive. And self-care also includes sleep. 
and maintaining that work-life balance, which is so important. So once again, when we eat healthier, guess what? We sleep better. Mm -hmm. You know, I coached a gal one time that she would do late in the day eating, you know, after dinner, she would eat ice cream or she would want a milkshake and she didn't sleep well. Well, that's all that sugar flooding into her body. So we stepped back and said, how can you better care for yourself? Well, maybe eat a handful of frozen grapes and maybe eat some almonds before bed. You know, so the type of thing of, we want you to look at little baby things that can make self-care more simple. So focusing on better sleep, as we said, um, And then something, Abby, that I think is so important is in the journey of self-care, really acknowledge your stress. You know, we all have stress and stress doesn't have to be a bad word. Um, Just own it and feel it. And yes. And you can maybe explain some of this to me. You know, when you're a busy nurse, you can't get away from the stress at the moment. Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's there. Yeah. And that's, um, I love what you just said about like acknowledging it and it doesn't have to be scary and just letting yourself feel it. So a lot of times what I teach my clients is to carry it with them, to let yourself feel it. And, but a lot of times in the middle of a shift, you don't have time to sit there and really process emotions. Cause when we feel an emotion, it really is just getting into your body and noticing the sensations that that emotion creates. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. And, um, And I think sometimes during our shifts, you don't really have a moment to sit down because there's still, you know, patients who need you and the call bells going off and all these things. So I teach my clients just carry it with you. Like the stress can come along. And when we do that and we don't fear it, it keeps it from building and escalating. I couldn't agree more. And you like, I love the vision of carry it along. It's going to come with you. It's there it's part of you. It doesn't have to define you at the moment, you know, and it's totally normal, totally normal to to experience. I'm so a lot of, um, new grad nurses right now are, or nurses are graduating from nursing school and they're starting to take the NCLEX, which is the licensing exam. Right. So I've had a few nurses reach out to me and say, I'm so nervous about taking the test. And I know a lot of times our friends and family members with the absolute best of intentions will say, oh, you don't need to be nervous. You're totally going to pass. You're smart enough, you know, and try to do that reassurance, which is great. And we love them that they're so supportive. But the approach I like to take is to say, it's okay to be nervous. It makes total sense that you're nervous. You've been working so hard and being nervous isn't dangerous. You've been nervous before and you've been able to handle it. Absolutely. And so I think like when we really let that sink in, then we don't have to escape it with the treats in the break room. Absolutely. And, you know, the, my go-to is Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So, <laughs> okay. So, you, you told me your truth. <laughs> yep, exactly. So like I do this too sometimes, but if I'm being intentional, I step back, I'm like, what am I trying to escape from or distract myself from with this treat? And once I know and really realize it's not dangerous to feel bored or stressed out or insecure or whatever it is, right? then I can just let myself feel those emotions and they really aren't so bad. Absolutely. And you mentioned the word insecure and, you know, tapping into those insecurities Mm -hmm. when you really, really know what you need to know about those insecurities are already within you. You know, we are amazing humans. We do a lot. And I still go back to the carry the stress with you. And when nurses have that stress, you know, just quietly take a deep breath. We breathe basically just 
from our chest up when we need to be breathing from our pelvic bone up. So, mm -hmm. you know, the nurses that are stressing, take just a, one minute to stop, turn your back to your stress and, and quietly breathe. Even for two minutes does wonders for our mind and body, you yeah. know, and then, and it's just a simple form of self-care. Truly it is. And being in the moment. And so that goes back to what you said, carry it with you, acknowledge it, be in the moment, thinking about the now, taking your deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about tonight or tomorrow. Just be in that emotional state of now. And it just is magical how the stress just doesn't seem quite as daunting. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that suggestion to just breathe. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we think self-care has to take a lot of time, which is actually one of the roadblocks I wanted to talk to you about yeah. is that we think, you know, self-care means going to the gym for an hour or going to get a pedicure, taking a bubble bath. And we're just like, I just don't have time to fit those things in my life. But really, just like you said, like it could be breathing intentionally for a minute or two. Absolutely. And then at that same time, you know, maybe you need to rub your temples a little bit. There's wonderful things just touching your hands together and feeling the pressures of your hands. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure points in our hands that can relieve stress. So, so many good things. And, and, and it's even known that when you literally embrace yourself, you know, hands around your shoulders and just tighten and give yourself a hug, as silly as it may sound, that is a sort of energy healing that makes our body calm and center. And so it's simple. Mm -hmm. So like you yeah. said, not one hour at the gym, it's not a five mile run. It's small little things to acknowledge your being, acknowledge your goodness and embrace that stress when it comes upon us, no matter where we are. Yeah. I love that. Um, and those are such great suggestions. I feel like doing those things brings you back to the present moment. A lot of times when we're worried, it's because of something in the future right? So we're mentally going to a place that's not the present, right? We're going to the future and we're worrying about what's going to happen. If we're going to be able to get everything done, we need to in our shift or what's going to happen tomorrow. But when we are, like you said, touching your hands and those pressure points, or even giving yourself a hug, you're activating your senses, which brings you back to the present. And so I think that's such a beautiful, simple way, a very realistic way during our shifts or during our lives in general, we can practice self-care and really um, take those moments to center ourselves again. Absolutely. And you mentioned the test and think of all the hours that these nurses are spending studying, you know, mm -hmm. we want them to step up and stretch. I mean, it's so important, stretch side to side, stretch towards the ceiling, um, and then take that moment to practice gratitude and mm -hmm. say, I'm here. I am qualified. I will do my best on this test and, you know, be in that moment of gratitude that you're even able to be in that place in your life. And yeah. gratitude actually lowers stress. Um, mm. There's scientific research that it lowers blood pressure. It makes you calmer and it makes you happier. So all of that is super important too. Yeah, absolutely. What I like to tell my clients I work with is, 
maybe you're carrying an extra 10 pounds that you don't love, but it's not about that. It's about looking internally at your true health and wellness and your emotional well-being and getting rid of that stress. And, you know, it's not just fueled by your appearance. So bodies are amazing. And it's about ridding ourselves of not loving ourselves and looking at our hands and what do they do each day as a nurse? What do our feet do each day as we walk from patient to patient? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we carry ourselves in the utmost respect and regard about our body? And, you know, yes, we want you to be healthy and we don't want that visceral fat around your tummy, which we know that can add to, you know, added estrogen in our bodies, which can equate to eventual diabetes or maybe breast mm -hmm. cancer. But in the moment, we want you to feel the self-love and the self-worth yes. and all of that trickles down to back to the donut in the break room. It just yeah. all <laughs> works together. And I love that about your message that it really is taking care of yourself because you love yourself. Whereas I think so often the messages we get in the media or just the way I internalize things growing up is we're doing it. Like I'm exercising because I want to change something about me because I don't like something about me. Whereas what you teach is the opposite of that. It's, I appreciate my body and all that it does and what it's able to accomplish and how it's able to serve other people and myself. And because my body is so amazing, I'm going to take care of it. Absolutely. You know, our bodies from the moment of conception conspire to take care of us. And so I just really think about that. You know, what, mm -hmm. what do we do back to our bodies to say, thank you? Where's that gratitude to our bodies yeah. to keep us in rhythm and in sync. And, you know, as we, you know, as I said, the whole idea of the positive lifestyle changes starts within us and just the knowing that you can stay centered, you can stay focused, you can take baby steps to feel better physically and emotionally is all within us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this last roadblock I wanted to address with you, because I think it's a big one for a lot of people and for me as well, is that sometimes we're afraid to start something or make changes in our lives if we don't think we can do it perfectly. Absolutely. I've noticed with myself, sometimes I'm waiting for like that opportune moment, like, okay, I'll start eating healthy once it's past the holidays and I know I'll be home and I won't have extra temptation around and life settles down a little bit. Like, I feel like I'm always waiting for that perfect moment where I know I can succeed. And so how would you address that? Like with your clients, do they ever feel like, you know, I don't want to get started because I might mess up. I might fall off the wagon, you know, as people often say. Absolutely. And I have two quick stories I will share. Um, one client of mine, she started with me eight weeks ago. And when she reached out to me, she said, well, my daughter's birthday is here. And then there's Passover. And then there's a trip we're taking. And I said, yeah. you will have reasons forever. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you start now, because as you and I talked early on in the podcast, it's not a diet. It's mm -hmm. a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So you can adapt that lifestyle change to your daughter's birthday yeah. dinner. Yeah, because life is always going to be happening, right? Always unfolding. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so the 
ironicness of this story is she was wanting to postpone a couple of weeks. Well, guess what? I said, no, let's start now. So mm-hmm. three weeks in, she was a new person. She had been moving. Her weight was down. She was feeling, I just sensed a different glow in her face. Mm-hmm. So she started because she had that fear of failure. Yeah. And then absolute true story this week. You will love this. Um, I had a woman reach out to me. I do not know her. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm interested in your six week program. And I'm going to quote this. She said, I'm interested in your six week program. I have tried everything to be healthy. Nothing works. And I am a lost cause. Oh, and I was taken aback. Yeah. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. You're not a lost cause. I can promise you, Abby, she's probably never been taught how to intuitively eat. Mm-hmm. She's dieted. She's yo-yoed. She's back and forth. She hasn't turned within for that core of self-love. So I'm meeting with her this week and I cannot wait to meet her. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to share what you and I are speaking about. Mm-hmm. And so I'll keep you posted. You know, I hope yeah. she hard yeah, with that's me. That's amazing. Yeah. So a and, lot of messages the, there. Yeah, for sure. And at the same time, I can totally relate to how she's feeling where, you know, when I've tried things so many times and it doesn't work out, it does feel like, oh, it's just a lost cause. But the thing that's really helped me with that is to start viewing failures, quote unquote, in a different light. Whereas before I would think, oh, it just means I'm hopeless that I, you know, didn't achieve what I set out to do. Mm -hmm. But now the way I like to look at failures is it's just information. Absolutely. So, you know, if I try like um, using, you know, weight loss or, or just healthy eating as the primary example here, you know, if if I tried Weight Watchers, which I had a Bold Nurse Society member do that. She said, I tried Weight Watchers and it didn't work for me. I didn't have the success I wanted. But instead of making that mean, oh, it's not possible to achieve the goal I want, mm-hmm. we can just take that experience as information. Like, okay, this is what happened. What did I learn from that? What approaches work for me? What works for my lifestyle? What resonates with me? And we can use that to figure out the next step, but it's all part of our journey to achieve the goal instead of it being a setback in achieving the goal. Absolutely. It's not a setback and mm-hmm. you know, no one is a lost cause. Absolutely. Yeah. No one. And so, you know, we want to have the proper mindset and the support. So perhaps the gal you were speaking of with the, did you say it was Weight Watchers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perhaps she didn't have the emotional support or Mm -hmm. cheerleader, or, you know, maybe she felt like she was on her own, but when we have the support, the nutritional guidance and the life guidance, like you give, um, it certainly makes it easier to succeed at our goals. And I think when someone fails, just look at it as a reset button Mm -hmm. and you can start back up. And I am such a believer in divine timing and maybe it just wasn't time. Maybe it's in two weeks when you need to start feeling Mm -hmm. better. But, you know, like my one guy, you can't push it off forever because life happens. So if you don't start, you can guarantee you're not going to have success. Exactly. If you have the proper mindset to take the chance and commit to living healthier and by taking small steps, you're going to be successful. Yes. And loving yourself through it all. Loving yourself through it all. Absolutely. Um, Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Those are such great tips that I feel like those roadblocks that seem so insurmountable or just, you know, are just little excuses in the back of our minds that keep us from even getting started. I feel like you made those so manageable. So thank you so much for sharing those things. 
And you know Uh, what, if I can add right there too, you know, if you're feeling that I want to move forward, but I keep feeling pushed back, just write down your thoughts. It's amazing. Just five Mm -hmm. or six sentences on a pad of paper. And then, you know, they can share them with you or um, just keep them with them. But sometimes just writing down what seems to be the roadblock really helps. Totally. I feel like often we're not even aware of those things. We just have our thoughts kind of spinning out in our brain, but taking the time to actually write them down makes them less slippery, you know, like they're more concrete that we can really understand what's going on for us. I love that word slippery. That totally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Slippery (laughs) thoughts. Um, so I love that building awareness with yourself. Um, I know you have an exercise that you do with your clients to help them do that, to help build that awareness and really understand their current relationship with themselves. Yes. Um, would you mind walking us through that exercise? I feel like that would be just the perfect place that if someone's wanting to get started to do this and be more mindful when it comes to their eating or any goals they're trying to achieve, I feel like that's the perfect place to start. Sure. What I'd like to do is it's just a simple exercise and it's called I am. Mm -hmm. And I do this with my clients. And so I want you just to take a piece of paper and write down some things that describe I am. It could be, you know, I am a mother, I am a daughter, I am a sister, I am a nurse. So all of those are very obvious. But what I Mm -hmm. really want you to do is tune into your emotional side of what are you really? Mm. Um, You are gentle, you are compassionate. Um, Nurses tend to be empathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, I am strong. I am flexible, you know, look beyond the name tags that society gives us with my ams. Okay. So, um, I love that, like taking it to deeper levels, but one thing that just comes to my mind is what about like those negative I ams that come up? Like if I'm like, I am unhealthy or I'm awkward or I'm insecure, you know, like those types of things, like how do we put those on our list? Yep, or absolutely. okay, you do. I had a client um, not long ago. She put, I am a mom, a wife. I am a sister. I am fat and I am stuck. Mm. And by gosh, I guarantee you when we meet back in a few weeks, she's not going to feel the stuck mm-hmm. and she's not going to feel fat because we're working on self-image with her. So yes, you can say, I am unhappy. Like you said, that is a trigger to know where we need to do Mm self-love. Where do we need to add self-work? Where do we need to take the quiet time and give ourselves a hug? You know, where do we need to sit down after a long shift and literally take off your socks and lotion your feet and feel the goodness of what those feet do for us every day. You know, don't look at your body as we've got to dissect us and love the parts of us that we need to be more gentle with and then expand on the parts that we already feel comfortable with. And someone may say, I love my eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. My eyelashes have always been beautiful. I'm a good listener, you know, Um, but someone may say, well, I'm grouchy. Well, why? Maybe it's because you eat sugar during the day at two o'clock slump Mm -hmm. when you really should be grabbing a handful of almonds and a green apple Mm -hmm. and that grumpiness might go away. So there's ways to really approach all of your I am's with once again, love support and goodness. And it's not a time to judge. It's a time just to be honest and look at your I am's and you know, reach out to you or me or whomever can help you with some of the obstacles that you feel 
you maybe want to change with your I am statements. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful exercise to really understand the story you're believing about yourself Mm -hmm. and recognizing that you have a lot of really positive, uplifting things in your story. Mm -hmm. And you might have some things in your story that aren't so positive, some things that you maybe want to change and work on, but you can love all of it. And so, like you said, it's not a time to judge yourself as you're writing that I am list, but to really just be honest, this is how I view myself. I wonder what that's all about. And then we can tap into those deeper things and find solutions to create a more empowering story of ourselves. Absolutely. Look at it as a very fun challenge. And Mm -hmm. that's your list. You don't have to share it if you don't want Mm -hmm. to. That's your motivating list of goodness. And I guarantee you, most of us are going to have a longer positive side versus things we want to work on. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I mean, it's a, we're all a work in progress and I am such a lifelong learner. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm middle-aged. I've got children that are in college and I continually learn and challenge myself daily. And it's the only way to live in my mind. That's true, authentic self and Mm -hmm. true self-love when we challenge ourselves to be better. Yes, absolutely. And I think awareness is where that all starts. And Mm -hmm. so I love that that exercise really helps us tap into that awareness of ourselves Mm And then once we do that and are just so compassionate with that story, I feel like we can really just take off in whatever goals we're trying to achieve. Right. It's rewarding. I mean, I feel the goodness already. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Corey, for your time, for sharing your expertise and your wisdom with us, um, for those actionable steps that we can do to just get started. So thank you so much for that. I've loved being here. This is great. And I have been in the healthcare arena for many years. So a shout out to the nurses. I just think nurses are amazing and they're the backbone to the whole world of healthcare. So I've worked with nurses for years and have a lot of really good friends that are nurses. So the nursing profession is near and dear to my heart. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel honored to get to work with nurses too. They're, they're a great bunch. So thank you though, for saying that. You're welcome. Um, so I would love to let my listeners know how they can get more support from you. You have offered us so much and I would love to, you know, if they want to follow up and get some more assistance, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. Well, my website is simple. It's just coachcorey.com. So coach and then C-O-R-I-E.com. Okay. So com. And then I have a really awesome Instagram account. That's actually how you and I met, which I love. I and love it, your Instagram account. Thank it you. It's so and helpful. Simple coach mm-hmm. underscore Corey, C-O-R-I-E. And I put up healthy tidbits and talk about health and wellness and motivation. And I also have Facebook and my Facebook is just simply Corey Musto, M-U-S-T-O-E. And then okay. just keep in mind, I do offer a complimentary discovery call if you want to reach out and we can chat for oh, 20 awesome. minutes. And I will offer that to um, everyone. And then if anyone wants to actually work with me, just tell them that they know you, Abby, and they will get 10% off any of my services. Oh, how nice. That's amazing. I'm excited. Well, thank you, Corey. Those are great resources. I I mean, check out her website and Facebook, but I can totally say I love her Instagram account. You have (laughs) such awesome messages and tips on there. So I highly recommend that to people as a way to, to contact you, but Um, Thank you so much for all that you've done to share your knowledge with us and for being here. It's been such a pleasure to get to talk to you. 
Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. She is the best. Wasn't that fantastic? I feel like talking to her, you just feel like you're getting a warm hug and she's so knowledgeable. So I hope you guys will connect with her more. I realized as I went back and listened to the replay that I kind of talked over her when she was telling you her Instagram account, which you know I'm a huge fan of. So to connect with her more on Instagram, her handle is Coach Corey, but it there's an underscore in between. So it's Coach underscore Corey, C-O-R-I-E. So definitely connect with her on there. And awesome news for you Bold Nurse Society members, she has put together a bonus for you guys that will be coming your way soon. So as soon as that's available in Boldner Society, I will send out confetti through email letting you know it's there. But she's put together some really practical but powerful tips to help you boost your health and wellness. So you can be looking forward to that and I will let you know when that is ready for you inside Boldner Society. But thank you so much. I loved getting to have Coach Corey here on the podcast and to get to have her share her wisdom and knowledge and experience with all of you. So I hope you loved it as much as I did. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care. 